Hey guys, it's Gabby. Welcome back to Monday Morning Espresso. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. This weekend, Benj and I went skiing for Benj's birthday. So that was super fun. And right now, I am going to be recording this podcast alone again because, as you can imagine, getting ready to move a family from Colorado to Texas is a lot of work. So my wonderful husband is doing some fix-it maintenance on our home before we close in a few weeks. So we're on this wild ride right now, like seriously. But the most amazing thing about it is we both just have this incredible peace. Like it's so clear that the Lord has led us to this place. And even though we're in the midst of some crazy chaos and trying to get ready to go and um, just all the things that we're accomplishing right now, it's like just this deep well of peace deep down in our souls. So I love just that marker that the Holy Spirit has given to us. Um, Just this confidence that what we're doing is what we're supposed to be doing and he's going before us and he has paved the way for us. I'm so excited to report that we have sold our house and we also bought a house in Texas. So Barring any complications, we have a place to live and someone here in Denver has a wonderful little place to live and I'm just so excited that everything has worked out. Like God is so, so faithful and it's truly been astonishing to see all of this unfold. So whatever the Lord has planted in your heart, don't give up. His timing is perfect. Um, Today, I just wanted to tell you guys kind of a story that has been rumbling around in my mind from my life. It's something that I wrote about a little bit in my manuscript, um, but I thought it would be fun to share with you today. And this is a story about when I was, let's see, between my junior and senior years of college, I went to Sichuan, China to do a study abroad program and it was amazing like that whole summer was absolutely amazing there's no way that I could express everything that happened in my life over those three months in this little podcast but there's one specific story that I wanted to share from that time um my study abroad program wasn't like a Christian thing at all it was a secular program through my school I went to Colorado State University go Rams Um, And it was just students from all over the country who wanted to learn Chinese. So we get there and we're assigned apartments in the neighborhood of the university where we would be studying. And we kind of settle in a little bit overwhelmed with this massive city that we've just been planted in the middle of. It was quite overwhelming. I didn't realize it was going to be such a huge, huge place. But over time, I got to know my way around and everything. So that was really cool. But I did realize once we got there that most of the kids that were on the trip just weren't really interested in learning about Chinese culture. Um, I found out that most of them we would go to class during the day and then they would basically just party at night. They would go bar hopping and whatnot. And you know, the usual thing that you would do on a study abroad if you're 
just a normal college kid, which I certainly was not. Like, my heart was China, and my heart was Jesus, and my heart was getting to know the culture there. So what I ended up doing was spending a lot of time alone. So after school, I would be walking up and down the streets, making friends with shopkeepers. Um, I've always been an introvert, but for some reason, when I get to speak in Chinese, I turn into an extrovert, which is awesome. Because it allowed me to make a lot of friends. And like my very first close Chinese friend was a Starbucks barista that I got to see nearly every day. And she was just awesome. And I would love to just go to like little food stalls along the street and get my lunch and order in Chinese and whatnot. Um, So anyway, it was an amazing cultural experience for me because really my best friendships that I created over that summer were Chinese people, um, which was really what my goal was anyway. Um, However, during that time, I did end up meeting, I don't even remember how, but I ended up meeting a girl there who was doing some stuff that wasn't secular. (laughs) She was a believer, and she introduced me to her... um, little foreigners church that they had. So just a group of expats that love Jesus that came together and would have church on Sundays in someone's living room. And it was amazing, like, to have been away from any kind of Christian community for several weeks by this point. And then I found these people and they were singing worship songs and praying together and reading the Bible. It was awesome. And me and this girl really connected that summer. It was awesome just how God formed that friendship. But anyway, to get to the point of my story, this girl lived with another lady and during my time there, they both went out of town. So they asked me to go house sit for them at their apartment, which was really kind of a nice reprieve. I had a good place to live, but spiritually, it had been a little bit oppressive just to be kind of a lone wolf Christian in the middle of all of these other students and in the middle of a neighborhood that was all just Chinese and I was in a new place. So going to house it was really unexpectedly like this beautiful time of sanctuary for me. I remember walking in the door of that apartment the first time and just feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit so tangibly. Almost, I think I can say, more tangibly than I had ever felt the Holy Spirit before in my life. And I just knew that the women who lived in that apartment spent time with the Lord, like intimate time with the Lord, and He was welcome in that place. And I remember that While that week that I was house-sitting for them, I would go to school at the university and then I would just want to rush home because I felt like when I got home to that apartment that it was like coming home to Jesus. He was just there waiting for me. I could feel him. I could touch him. I could like practically smell him. It was really, really special. And one of the nights that I was there, I remember specifically I stopped to get Shao Kao, which is street barbecue, and I got it in this little styrofoam to-go box and brought it back to um, the house. Let me tell you, they tell you not to eat street food, but you have to eat street food in China. It's like an absolute must if you want the best experience. Anyway, that's beside the point. So in this apartment, there was a big window seat. So like this really deep window with a window seat in it. And I just was sitting there eating my barbecue 
and there was a rainstorm. It was rainy season in Sichuan. And like we have rainstorms in Colorado, but it's kind of just this pleasant like rain and thunder and lightning. But in Sichuan, and I'm sure in lots of Asia, it's more like typhoon rain. So the rain didn't come down from the sky in drops. It came down literally in buckets, like just buckets and buckets and buckets of rain that would just slosh over your body. You go outside for a moment and you're soaked to the bone. And along with the rain comes this incredible thunder that would shake the buildings. It was intense. Um, it was so crazy because when the thunder would crack, all the car alarms would go off. That's how intense it was. Like the car alarms would go off because of the thunder. So I loved this rain. I loved sitting inside and watching this rain. The whole city would just come to a standstill and people would be inside eating and doing what I was doing, just looking out the window, watching the rain. And then with one of the thunderclaps, all the power went out in the apartment. And they had warned me that this might happen and they had shown me where the fuse box was and stuff so that I could get the electricity back on. But there in the dark, sitting in that windowsill, I just didn't want to move. I was just feeling so in awe of God, like thinking about his spirit just pouring down on me like that rain. And I had my iPod. Yes, back in the day when people carried iPods, I had an iPod in my pocket and um, my friend had introduced me to Rita Springer that summer. I don't know if you guys have heard of Rita Springer, but she's an awesome worship leader from Dallas. And I turned on the Rita Springer music that she had given me and the song Worth It came on and I just was wrecked by the song. The song goes, I don't understand your ways, oh, but I will give you my song, give you all of my praise. You hold on to all my pain. With it you are pulling me closer, pulling me into your ways. Now around every corner and up every mountain, I'm not looking for crowns or the water from fountains. I'm desperate in seeking, frantic believing that the sight of your face is all that I need. And I'll say to you, it's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it all. I believe that it's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it all. So yeah, I just did that by saying. <laughs> um, so anyway, this song totally, completely wrecked me. There, in probably one of the best days of my life, just with the presence of the Holy Spirit and this song washing over me, 
that was just saying, you're going to be worth it all. I didn't even really understand why I was so moved by this song. So I just sat there in the windowsill listening to it over and over again and really just felt the Lord come to me and say, you know, Gabby, you have these big dreams and they're from me, but you have to understand there's going to be some real seasons of heartache. There's going to be some real trial. There's going to be some real pain. And you might not understand it, but I want you to know I'm in it. I'm in all of it. And it's going to be worth it. I'm worth it. Wow, (laughs) that was seriously astounding to hear something like that from the Lord. And I can attest that over the past, what has it been now, like almost 11 years since that moment, that what he said was so true. I would go through so much over the past decade. So much heartache, so much confusion, so many good times too, but really just this journey of why am I not where I think I should be or why am I not doing what I think I should do or why do I have to go through this right now or why am I going through this experience or this relational trauma or any number of things that I have been through over the last decade to bring me to this point. But I can say confidently that in every single season I have walked through, good, bad, sad, ugly, beautiful, I've been able to look at Christ. I've been able to sit with him and seek him out. And every single moment has been worth it. I promise you, he's worth it. Like, he's worth everything. He's worth it all, you guys. Regardless of whether or not I was walking into my dreams like I am right now, it doesn't matter because he's the one that's worth it. He's worth all of it. He's worth sacrificing for. He's worth enduring for. He's worth going through the process for. His presence is everything. His presence is really the only thing worth seeking. And... Like the song says, I haven't always understood his ways, but I've always given him my song and he has held on to all my pain. Scripture says that he holds every single one of our tears in a bottle. There's another scripture that I was reminded of today a couple of times, which was really cool. It came, it came across my path a couple times today and it's Psalm 105, 19 that says, about Joseph. Until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. And this is really the theme of my book, uh, is about Joseph and how his character was developed in the process of his dream. And I was reminded of this today, like everything, every single season that you walk through, if you're walking in obedience, is ordained by God to develop your character So that you can stand up on that foundation at the moment when your destiny comes to pass. So no matter what, I just challenge you to say, Jesus, you're worth it. The process you have me in is worth it. The character development you're growing in me is worth it. It's all worth it. Jesus is completely worth it. So I hope you enjoyed this story. I'd love to hear what you think. This is kind of the raw 
wonderful kind of feeling that is throughout my whole book, which I'm so excited to share with you guys eventually. Um, I just love talking about dreams with you. I love hearing your feedback. If you have a moment to pop over to iTunes and leave a review, that would be so awesome because those reviews actually really help get momentum on these podcasts. And I'd love to be able to just encourage as many people as possible in their dreams. We have a lot more coming down the pipeline here soon, and I can't wait to keep you all posted. So stay tuned and go check out gobbyruth.com. I'm trying to add content every week. So check it out. Leave comments. Let me know what you think. Subscribe. That's G-A-B-I-R-U-T-H dot com. I love you. I'm praying for you. Have an amazing week. Talk to you next time.